0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Some People Call That Jesus. This episode is going to be part one of a series called Origins of Faith. We'll be looking into the topic of faith, which is obviously very broad and covers a lot. Um, So we're going to be looking at some key points of what is faith, as we use faith often in many different religions, obviously in Christianity as well. But really, what are the origins of faith? Where does it begin? belief, faith, where does it all begin from according to the Word of God, how does it compare to belief in other things, and what does the Bible really have to say about what this faith is and what true faith is comprised of. So very interesting topic, certainly won't get to the bottom of it because faith covers the Bible from cover to cover, but we're going to be looking at a few different steps here. So it'll be a part of a series, this is just part one of Origins of Faith, beginning to look at what is faith to start it off. So the first verse we look at in terms of the origins of faith and what is it, just to give a little definition to what we're talking about to begin with. You know faith because it's a pretty common word, meaning belief in something, belief in your mind or in your heart. Um, and the Bible gives a good definition in Hebrews 11.1. 1. So there's many places that talk about faith, of course, but Hebrews 11.1 1 really begins to open our eyes to what faith is, and it says this. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So to break that down a little bit, there's a substance and an evidence that this faith is. It's not just some thought or a theory or a feeling per se, it's a substance. It's not something that is tangible with your physical eyes, because we have to, like we've talked about in other episodes, we have the spirit or the spiritual realm and the physical. And so these are things that are unseen or invisible in a human physical sense. We have to keep that in mind. But it's interesting that that faith is so important because one, it's a substance of things hoped for. On one level, God tells us of things that have yet to come, and he's told us that throughout history, and they've all unfolded to present day, and there's still more things to take place. But he says your guarantee or your confidence that those things will take place is the faith that you have in you right now. And with the evidence, it says these things of the unseen, God who is spirit, and these things that we can't see here physically in our world, the Bible is saying right here is a definition of faith, that faith is that evidence of those things that you cannot see. And that is always interesting to me, or has been very eye-opening to me, because even until this day, and honestly for the past thousands, a few thousand years, at least since the time of Jesus, the debate has continued, I've seen it in many different ways, and interviews and public discussions, et cetera, of does God exist or evidence of God. You see men you can find endless videos, I'm sure, and I've watched plenty online of Christians versus atheists or other people of other types of faiths or categories debating Christians, does God exist? But the thing is, that's never come to a conclusion, really. There's always evidence for both sides in a way. But right here, when we're looking at this definition of what faith is, It changes the game in that whole discussion because we really aren't supposed to argue it because it's been thousands of years and the same question still remains people are still skeptical christians are still using logic and reason to try to explain it but faith is something deeper than just humans debating with human wisdom trying to prove one way or the other because it says here this faith this confidence assurance this substance that is in you that's not tangible in a physical sense but tangible within yourself and in your heart and mind This is the evidence of the things unseen. So it was almost kind of funny to me of debating in all these different ways about the existence of God. And right here it says the belief or faith you have in you, right there, that's at least some of the evidence of these things unseen. Which ends the argument, but people that don't have faith, debating or arguing the other side... They'll never come to this conclusion unless they have this faith in themselves, unless they have the evidence within them, because you see all sorts of people searching for the truth, of course, like they should, but saying, where's proof of God? Because people will go to open forums, out in public, have strangers come up to the microphone and ask questions and really want to debate Christianity, debate the existence of God and everyone, this commonality that everyone wants some tangible evidence handed to them, shown to them, and if you can give me that, I'll believe in God, no problem. But right here, the Bible is telling us faith, which is in yourself, that we'll look into how it's created, how it's made. But faith in yourself, that's the evidence of these things you can't see. Evidence of these things God gives us. So it brings up a question before we go further into how this faith is created and what the Bible says about it. But this idea that if the belief I have within me is the evidence that that thing exists, couldn't that prove many other religions or spiritual beliefs to be true? Because some people are very devout and committed and convicted to that particular information or religion, but Christianity is here as saying that it's the only truth and that the Bible is the only source of truth. And in my observations and study, which I'm certainly not to the bottom of yet, what I've seen about other religions, which can be true for Christianity as well, is that there's really two categories that I see very prevalent. One is that people grow up, you know, they're born into and they grow up in that particular religion it's a part of their family and their home some religions it's a very prominent and other cultures it permeates the whole culture and country it's in the environment from day one which can happen to christians like myself you're born and raised in a home that has that so naturally you become accustomed to it you believe in it you don't even really know any different really So one I see that's not the same type of faith, the substance within yourself, this spiritual substance that the Bible's talking about. People can become very familiar and confident of and trusting in information and an environment that they've grown up in that even, again, permeates their government, their culture, their country. And I also see people that maybe they convert to a particular religion or form of spirituality later on in their life. They didn't grow up in it, but they adopted it later on. And again, from my observations and study, which certainly aren't comprehensive yet, still in the search of it, but I see many other people that they often adopt a religion that fits their preference, that fits the lifestyle that they want to live, but gives them a good conscience. Because maybe they want to do X, Y, and Z, but they feel guilty of it. Or maybe they even grew up Christian and they feel guilty because of what the Bible says about those things. Yet they'll find a religion or a practice that says those things are okay, so they'll adopt that religion in order to ease their conscience a bit, and still be able to live that way and, and again, not feel as guilty. So that's just two categories of people that I see. They have a faith. They could even be devout, but it's not the same as the substance and confidence that's deep within, this powerful thing called faith that we'll continue to unpack in this series. And as it unpacks and unfolds, you'll see how it is different than what other people believe. Because in one way, this faith that is created in us, it can literally change lives in an instant. People that haven't grown up in Christianity can have something changed. And people that have preferences and practices that are vastly different from what the Bible says can be changed in an instant to be in alignment with it and have desire for the things of the Bible. Because this faith and this substance and this evidence is real that we have when the other things of the world are only replicates, trying to offer an alternative solution, but that doesn't strike as deep into the human heart. So that's a little bit to the understanding, because these are the kind of questions that come to my mind when I think of, well, other people, what if they reason or debate, again, the debating of, they have faith too, is that their evidence? This is just a little dive into how that's not their evidence, because this is something deeper and more impactful than that information is, which is a replicate of the real truth. The point we go to now of looking at faith and being this evidence and substance is, where does it come from? Because I had this idea before, okay, there's these things of God, and I kind of have to just believe. I just conjure up belief for faith on my own in a type of way, and I bring it to God to cash it in, so to speak. But the Bible tells us something profound, and this is the key verse to mark down because you'll always come back to it. In Romans 10:17, it says, Now faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So faith is created. That's the main point of this second point here. Faith is created. It's not something you conjure up on your own. It's created, and it's created by the truth. The word of god the bible and another part of it it says it's um, faith comes by hearing the word of god and that greek word for word is "rema," which means spoken word the spoken word of god and it's not just in a physical sense you hear or see or read the truth but it's even deeper when you're hearing and seeing and experiencing the truth of god's word in a physical sense most likely person to person or reading from your bible also, the Holy Spirit is speaking to your inner self, speaking to your heart and creating faith in you. So it's something more mysterious and powerful than just hearing physically with your senses, with your with your eyes and reading. But it's the Holy Spirit speaking to your heart at that same time, creating that faith, which is really exciting that all faith comes from knowledge of the Word of God. So if you need faith, you go to the Word, which we have in abundance, at least in our world right now. So even the great stories of faith in the Bible, you have to understand that that even came from the word of God being spoken to them. So if you don't have faith, you don't have to be discouraged like it's something you're born with or not. But it comes from the word of God, so you have just as much access. The more access to truth, the more access to faith. That's a principle I want you to walk away with when you're listening to this. And taking that even further about faith being created, I like this part as well. It's in Hebrews 12, 2, and it says, Jesus is the author of our faith. Some translations say the originator. So which I love is that this faith in Jesus, this belief in Jesus and God, he's with us every step of the way because it says Jesus is the author. That faith was only made and created in you by the efforts and work of Jesus himself. And I picture it this way. Since it comes by hearing the truth, when you hear the truth, at the same time, God is speaking to your heart. And it's like Jesus writing faith onto your heart every time you hear the truth and are open to it. So as long as you continue that process, the faith will continue to grow. But it also means that if anyone lends their ear just for a moment to the truth, it gives Jesus even just one opportunity to write faith upon their heart. So really no one's excluded as long as they have opportunity to hear the truth, which is something very powerful and goes into the life of a Christian and what we're called to do, which we'll get into later as well. And in fact, not only is Jesus the author of faith, which comes from the Word, but Jesus is the Word himself, John 1.14 says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Speaking of Jesus, meaning the Word is more than just this book and ink and pages. The Word is a person, Jesus himself. So he's not only writing some knowledge or information upon our hearts, he's telling us about himself. So this Bible is just one step on the way to Jesus. And he himself is revealing himself. You are experiencing him when he writes this upon your heart. And it's a direct and personal connection from him to you. That's where this faith comes from. That's what makes it so much more special and different than any other type of belief or thought you may have about different religions in the world. It's so important for this, because God knew that this was necessary. The next verse is 1 Peter one twenty-one, expounding upon that. So Jesus being the author of our faith, Jesus being the word itself, the word that creates this faith in us, 1 Peter one twenty one continues and says this. I'm turning to it now, he says, Who through him, which is Jesus, who through Jesus you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. So what this verse is saying is that it takes Jesus for us to believe in God in the first place. Without him and his work for us and what he has made available to us, what he has spoken to us and revealed himself to us, We wouldn't even believe in God to begin with. So truly, Jesus is in every step of the way, including creating faith. It says, so your faith and hope are in God. He wants it to be one source in God himself. So Jesus says, you can only believe through me, so you have to encounter me, hear of me, be taught of me in order to have this faith. He is the one chance not only to be saved, but to believe in the first place, which is really profound and eye-opening. And also brought up the question to my mind, so people in the Old Testament— For the many years and generations that were before Jesus, before he was a human being walking on this earth, how did they believe? Where did their faith come from if Jesus wasn't here yet and we believe in God through him? Well, it says right there in 1 Peter, in the same chapter, chapter 1, and it is in verse 11. And what it says in verse 11 is that the prophets, these people sent from God to share the message of God long before the days of Jesus, these prophets spoke, and they spoke prophecies about what Jesus would be like, when he would come, the events that would take place. Before Jesus was here physically, it says it was the spirit of Jesus Christ moving upon those prophets, inspiring those prophets to write those words. So even back before he walked this earth as a man, Jesus was still the one creating faith, in those who would choose to believe and choose to listen. Everyone that spoke the word of God was moved by the spirit of Christ upon him before he was here physically. So even from the beginning of the Bible in Genesis, it's Jesus who is the author of faith because he was the one influencing the word of God that was spoken. So you can just see this this process that God made airtight for the creation of faith, making it available to the world and Jesus being at the center of it, which is very encouraging for me and inspiring for me. Turn to John chapter four, excuse me, John chapter five. Continuing here, it's just a little relation and understanding of the Bible, this physical scripture that we have, and Jesus who is the word. And it's John chapter five, and it's Jesus interacting with some of the Pharisees here and challenging them on a particular point. And it's verse 39 and verse 40. 39, and 40. And Jesus said this, he said, you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me, but you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. Summarizing it in a way, what Jesus is saying here is that the Bible without Jesus and without his spirit cannot save you. He's telling the Pharisees here who were the teachers of scripture, who took the words of God and taught them to the people. He says, you have the scripture, but they all point to me. Again, we said Jesus is the word. The word is a person. It's not just a book. But this book is priceless because it teaches us of him and it leads us to him. But he said, if you search these scriptures and believe in these scriptures, yet you reject me and don't come to me, you don't have life because these pages don't hold life. Jesus, the person, holds life. But these pages get you to him and teach you about him. So that's a valuable lesson for us because I could be well-learned and know the stories and lessons and principles of the Bible. But if I don't have that personal connection with Jesus the person, if I don't have that relationship with him in the Spirit, these pages don't do a lot for me. But if I have that connection with him, then this book is priceless, continuing to teach me about him and letting me encounter him through his truth, through his word, and creating that faith in me. So it's an important point that when you're walking as a Christian, you can't forsake the person of Jesus and just rely on this as a book or keep it solely intellectually and study it like you would any topic in school because it doesn't apply the same way. You can't forsake the personal aspect and encounter with Jesus and walk away with having faith created. You need both and ultimately it's about him, Jesus the person. So the Bible without Jesus and his spirit doesn't count for much, unfortunately, not to devalue the scripture, but as an important lesson to us, that Jesus was teaching to the Pharisees back in his day. So I wanted to include that point as we look at your origins of faith, because the Bible says in John 11:25, Jesus said, he is the resurrection and the life. Just as he's saying here, I'm the one who has life, so use scripture to come to me. Don't accept scriptures and reject me. But the more we come to this, the more we have faith in him, the more it's created, the more the origins of faith take place in us, and through him we believe in God. So, I hope that this was helpful and eye opening to you as part one. It's a lot to digest. Take time to go over those verses, pray over them, think over them yourself as we continue into the next sections of Origins of Faith and what it looks like. And is there anything else that creates faith in, in accordance with the truth and with the work of Jesus? And that's what we'll get into in our next episode. So, I appreciate you for listening. Continue to look into these scriptures. May it push you into deeper areas of study and deeper contemplation into these things about faith, knowing that faith is for everybody, not just for Christians, and it can be created in anybody who hears the truth. So thank you again for listening, and I look forward to studying again with you very soon.